Did you see the commissioner run the 40? Yeah, he looked pretty good, I thought. It's pretty smooth. Yeah. I, he, how old is he? It's a good question. The 60s, I bet. He's pretty nimble out there for an older gentleman. He is. Welcome into the sports room. The sports show that actually talks about sports. Here we are back after a break on Friday. It's here. It's Monday, the beginning of the week. Time to start your week off right in the sports room. Joined today by Derek Crystal. As always. And that is all. Uh, we better just start with the somber news first. Darius is not here. That is due to the passing of his grandmother. So obviously our best thoughts, prayers, whatever for Darius. If you want to send him a nice message on Twitter, I'm sure he'd appreciate that. So that is why he's not here, spending a lot of time with his family. Um, but we are here, however, to talk about sports. But did you watch the Oscars last night? I uh, watched probably 25 minutes added up I probably wouldn't watch it it's a big deal to my mom like she likes to make it this event where we like you know everyone picks who they think so many categories and there's prizes and stuff and so she like really likes it I don't really care for it and so there's, it wasn't for that, there's too many it. movies I don't know I didn't know hardly any of them of all the movies that were nominated for best picture I think I saw two Dunkirk and Darkest Hour which one won neither of those The Shape of Water won best picture which I'd never heard. I, it came out pretty recently. And that girl I, like know, falls you know, in love and does it with the water dude. And it's like he's basically lives, a fish. I lives mean, in her bathtub. Seeing, you kept seeing like clips of it. Like they would obviously show clips of like when because they were nominated for almost everything. And every time it showed like the fish guy, you were just kind of like, "What is this movie? Like, why is this a thing?" But apparently, I don't know. I've heard pretty mixed reviews about it. Some people were like, oh, it's really good. It's really artistic. And other people were like, it's probably the worst movie I've ever seen. Hmm. And uh, that's... Sounds like the Oscars. Yeah, sounds about right. But uh, I'm just happy that my boy Gary Oldman won Best Actor for playing my other boy, Winston Churchill. Those of you who don't know, I'm named after Winston Churchill. My middle name is Churchill. Very nice. Commissioner Gordon. He gave a really good acceptance speech, I thought. It was that like that guy? Yeah. Oh, it's like, the same guy. Yeah. They just like dressed him up in like this fat suit sort of thing. Huh. Interesting. Really I wanted to see the Greatest Showman performance, and that's the only thing I didn't that see. That was really good. Too. I didn't see it. She did really. Yeah, she was awesome. She sounded just like she did in the movie. Was it This Is Me? Mm-hmm. Solid. Yeah, she did really good, and there were like they, uh, there was like a backup singers and dancers. That was probably the best, like of the live musical performances. That was definitely the best one. Yeah, I thought, but it didn't win. That did mm. not win Best Original Song. Best Original Song was Remember Me from Coco, which was also really good. Both good. Coco Can't go wrong with Coco. It was one of the better movies I saw this year, I thought. It was animated. Coco short, was good. It was an animated feature film. It's Disney, you know, it's Pixar. Yeah, Have I like this. Yeah, I saw Coco. I thought it was really good. I thought it was one of the better movies I saw. You go, Coco. <laughs> Excluding, like, superhero movies, which are, like, my favorite things ever. Um, we are going to talk about the Oscars a little bit later because Kobe won one. And so we'll talk about that in a minute. But we're going to get started. Let's get started doing a two-minute drill. We'll kind of blow through some of the bigger headlines. Um, and then we'll spend some more time talking about things a little bit later. But let's start with the biggest headlines of the day. And those headlines are that the Eagles are officially fielding calls with regards to Nick Foles. 
Um, sources tell ESPN that the Eagles would require more than a first and a fourth round pick, which they received for Sam Bradford prior to the start of 2016 season. So we talked about this, I don't know, last week, a couple weeks ago maybe, about what would happen to Nick Foles. I personally didn't think they would be traded, that he would be traded. Um, but this is, this is kind of shaking me a little bit. So this, this is kind of, I'm a little rattled at this, that they're, they're fueling calls. Because sometimes, even though they're not saying that they want to trade him, just the act of fueling calls means that they're open to it. And so what do you think, Derek Crystal, Nick Foles, on the move, not on the move, now that we know this new piece of information? I think he's on the move, and I think this is an all-around good situation for everybody. The Eagles won a Super Bowl. They've got that under their belt. They've got their guy Carson Wentz. You won't find a better backup maybe than Nick Foles, but you can find a backup for Carson Wentz and, and, and count as Carson Wentz as your man. And then for Nick Foles, he earned his way to a new starting position to kind of, I think, round out his, the rest of his career. I heard a really interesting piece of information. I can't remember who or where I heard this. It was on one of these you know national radio shows. But someone was saying, someone within like an NFL front office was basically saying that your backup quarterback should be like your 10th most valuable player on your team basically, um, which I hadn't thought about it in those terms before, that a backup quarterback is the 10th most important player on your team, basically. Um, so you got your starting quarterback, probably, you know, some starting linemen on both sides of the ball, some linebackers, um, but then you got your backup quarterback. You know what I mean? And so that's really interesting. And if you think that Nick Foles, given what we just saw, obviously one of the better backups, at least in the league, um, then you got to hold on to him. you got to treat him like he's the 10th most valuable player on your team. I think teams with the intent of mortgaging their future on Nick Foles, trading two first-round picks or something like that, two first-round picks in the second round in a player or something like that, you, you got to avoid falling into this trap, I think. Not that he's not good, because clearly we just saw what he can do and we've seen what he can do in the past, but you can't sell out for something that you just saw for a few games I mean, remember that when his first two starts, he looked bad. But I think he, this is this is part of the reason I think why the Eagles are fielding calls is if you can get that kind of a deal for Nick Foles for someone who you're that's not a steal. Sure. Yeah. That's a steal, and I would I'd be fielding calls as well. Um, and if you're Nick Foles, I mean, would you rather ride the bench after the Super Bowl, or would you and watch Carson Wentz take over again, or and hope that you maybe get your your shot again? Which you probably won't, yeah. unless he gets hurt again. Or would you take your chances elsewhere and try you know, to try to do something great somewhere else? When you listen to him after the Super Bowl, like when you listen to him like do interviews and stuff, it didn't sound like he really cared. He's like, I you just like to I mean? be part of this team. Yeah, like it didn't sound like he really cared to like go out and make his name as a starter somewhere else. It just sounded like he was he was good with this. He was good with being in Philly. Obviously, he didn't want to say too much that they just after they just won the Super Bowl, but. Even then, you get a sense listening to someone like, is he eager? Is like, is he eager to want to leave? Does he care? And I just didn't really get the sense that he cared about leaving. Like that he cared. Like he's like, he didn't really have the edge where he's like, I want to go out, chip on my shoulder, prove myself. Well, he's twenty nine. That's not that old. Yeah, that's still that's like prime for a quarterback from twenty six till thirty two is like the prime. So do you take your chances out there, or do you kind of just ride the pine? I would not. I think I would. You would more you so what would you trade for Nick Foles? Oh, what, what would I trade if I was the oh if you were going to get him if you wanted him? Well, it depends on who I am. Let's say you're the Browns. We're going to talk about the Browns in a second when we talk about the combo. What would I trade? The like the Eagles are saying that they would take more than a first and a fourth, a first rounder and a fourth rounder. So obviously you'd swap first round picks. No, 
Give not if you're the Browns. Round pick and then a fourth round pick. The only way I'm doing that, I would have I would have done it maybe if I was Jacksonville, but I'm not going to do it if I'm the Browns. If you if you get a chance to have you have the first and the fourth pick, I'm not taking Nick Foles. You, you know he he's not Tom Brady. So, yeah. however, if I'm the if I was the Jaguars before they signed Bortles, maybe I would look more into it. You know, maybe if I was the who's out there still that needs Kirk a quarterback, Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Oh, what teams? Yeah, teams need quarterbacks still. The Jets. The Jets need one. The Browns, even though they're kind of seem to be out. The Jets. Of the the Browns. Uh, the Chiefs are going with Mahomes, aren't they? Yeah. They'll need them. Uh, I think the, the Vikings will need a quarterback. Vikings, the maybe. Need a quarterback. There's teams out. Oh, the Cardinals. Those are a good ones. I, I would do something if I had a solid team already. But if you're a team like the Browns that really just needs to be drafting well, I wouldn't take Nick Foles. I wouldn't give up my draft picks. Moving on in the two-minute drill. So last night, obviously, we mentioned that it was the Oscars. And Kobe Bryant won an Oscar for animated short. It was called Dear Basketball. It was about the poem that he wrote after he retired about being grateful for basketball and whatever else. And it was basically like a cartoon that, uh, you know, John Williams wrote some music for it and some guy helped him direct it. And it won an Oscar last night. So your initial reaction to Kobe winning an Oscar, Derek Crystal. I watched this video during his retirement with... You watched the, the Dear Basketball? Yes, thing? with a girl and the girl cried. So it was very moving, obviously. Um... And it was good. I have always hated Kobe Bryant. Always. The video was really good. Um, I'm fine with him winning the Oscar. I don't really care about the Oscars, but I'm not okay with him saying that this is a better award than winning the NBA Finals. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. Then moving on with our two-minute drill. Um, Did you you get to see any of the Combine, hardly? Yeah, I watched some of the Combine. So Shaquem Griffin... The defensive, the linebacker, defensive end, pass rush hybrid from UCF. Uh, so he had a, his right hand, or I guess his left hand, amputated when he was four. Um, lived his whole life. People tell him that he couldn't play football. He kept playing. He kept playing. Was the best player on UCF last year. He and the quarterback were the, the two best players in the team. Was really close to not even getting invited to the combine. I think someone got hurt. And then they invited him to the combine, and uh, homeboy showed up and rep two twenty five twenty times around four, four three. three. Yeah, uh, that's incredible. That is an incredible story. He, they're going to make a movie about this guy. He's going to make it to the NFL, do something great, and they're going to make a movie about this guy. How do you not? Who would you cast? Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick like Boseman, the most popular actors that can do that. Um, what an inc- I mean, that's just awesome. And when you even when you watched him play, I mean, obviously, you know, stats and you know running out of pads and whatever else only can can show you so much. But when you watched him play at UCF, just the motor on the guy never took a playoff. Was always in the backfield, especially in that game against Auburn. He was everywhere. And so this dude can really, really play. I don't know how much he helped his stock or you know where. I think most people have been saying that it's going to be, you know, mid-round, maybe end of the second, third, fourth-round pick. Um, but an interesting story, and wherever he goes, there's going to be a lot of media attention. About I, th- I think a lot of people succeed well when they're defying odds. You know, look at Tom Brady, who's drafted, what, 199th or something? Yeah. It's like, he's one of those guys where, you know, people told him he couldn't do things, and now he's doing things. Takes a special, it's like a special breed of athlete that responds to that kind of thing. Anyway, let's, so that's the end of the two-minute drill, but let's stick with the combine um, because 
obviously, everything that was happening over the, in the Combine over the weekend was all making headlines, not the least of which was the performance of Saquon Barkley. A lot of people say that he's the best prospect in the draft. I tend to agree, uh, but he showed out really well. I think he ran a, about a 4-4 flat 40. Uh, also, I think he had, what, 20-something else? 4-4-1, he had a higher vert than Odell, a faster 40 than Ezekiel Elliott, and he benched more than, I don't know who it was. He benched more than a lot of linemen. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a freak. Yeah, he is. And so, if any, I don't know if... If you're already regarded as the best prospect in the draft, I don't know how much you can help your stock, but he seemed to have helped his stock. Wow. He, he's good. So the question is, is if you're Cleveland, first and fourth pick, where do you go? What do you do? I've thought about this a lot, and I've heard a lot of differing takes about it. Um, the way that the draft is set up this year, meaning the teams that are drafting in the top five, so Cleveland's drafting first and fourth. If don't you, don't screw it up. You only Cleveland. need one. You only need to spend one of those on a quarterback. It's you know you don't need to draft two quarterbacks. Um, it, you can obviously trade out of one, but then you're stuck. You have to take a quarterback with your top pick. You just have to. You got to take one of these guys that's you know can't miss prospect, which to me rules out Josh Allen and probably rules out Baker Mayfield. I think Darnold and Rosen are both going to be pretty good quarterbacks. Um, but if you have the first and the fourth, and the two teams drafting between them are the Giants and the Bears, the Bears obviously traded up to get Mitch Trubisky last year. He played most of the year, looked okay at times. And then the Giants. But that's got, their guy. They chose that guy. That yeah, seems to be who they're guy. going with. They've set their future up with him, with Mitchell Trubisky. And then you've got the Giants, who are obviously in a, in a difficult situation with Eli to say the least. I mean, I don't know how many years he's got left, what they're going to do with that. Do you draft someone to bring in a quarter, uh, you know, to bring him in and have him learn under Eli, which I don't even know how valuable that education is going to be anyway, but have him learn under Eli for a year, then, you know, you chase Eli out of town and start him next year or something like that. But what I'm saying is the two teams that are drafting between the Browns' two picks aren't necessarily looking for a quarterback. And so if you think Saquon Barkley is the best player in the draft at number one, you take him number one because you're going to get a quarterback. You probably get any of the quarterbacks you want, you know, barring trades. You could get any quarterback you want at number four. And even if someone does trade up to take a quarterback, there's still going to be three other options. You know, obviously there's this big class of quarterbacks with Allen, with Rosen, with Lamar Jackson, with Baker Mayfield, uh, with Sam Darrell, with all those guys. There's going to be options at four. The Bears aren't going to take one. The Giants, I don't. I don't think they're going to take one. I think they want Barkley, and so yeah, you take Saquon Barkley, the best player in the draft, and then you use your fourth pick to draft your quarterback. I don't think. Just don't overthink it. You know what I mean? Like why don't? That's the problem with the Browns that you think way too hard about these things. You stew on your number one overall pick for three months at the end of the season, and then you end up talking yourself out of doing what the right thing to do is. The right thing to do is to draft Barkley number one overall. The Giants and the the Bears are going to do whatever they do, but they're not going to draft. They're both not going to draft quarterbacks. Worst case scenario, one of them's off the board. And you're still going to have four to choose from. So you you take Barkley number one overall, you let them do whatever they're going to do, then you draft a quarterback at number four. I would agree. What about... Did they say they were maybe going to take a defender? Mika Fitzpatrick? Yeah, I've heard or... a lot of people kind of float that out, though, that you take a quarterback with the number one, and then you draft Mika Fitzpatrick. I never really thought the Browns' defense isn't really the problem. Oh. I, didn't really, I didn't really think. I mean, they've had a decent defense for a while, a good enough defense to win games. 
defense has kept them in games, as a matter of fact. I'll look up some stats on that. What about an O-lineman? Their O-line is it's, it's pretty bad. Yeah, I would, and usually I would agree with that. I mean, you gotta you got to invest in your offensive line for sure. Eventually. Right. Whatever but, quarterback you put back there is going to get <coughs> excuse me. hammered. There are, there's not that really solid tackle prospect or guard. I mean, there's one guard Coming prospect up. from Notre Dame. Um who people are pretty high on, he's a guard. And the most important offensive line positions are the tackles in the center. <laughs> and they have Joe Thomas at tackle. He's recovering from an injury, but he'll be back. And so do you wait? Do you, I don't think you waste a first or a fourth overall on a guard. That seems really hard to take. No, no, no. The, this is what I would probably come to the conclusion of doing. I would take Saquon Barkley first. Get the best player coming out of, coming out of college on your team. Make him make plays. I agree with you about the quarterback thing because there's no way they take two, and even if they do take two, you're still left with a good quarterback. Um, if I'm Cleveland, and I've been listening to some some things about the combine and whatnot, I would surprise. I would maybe take Lamar Jackson. I I, I heard Chris Sims talking on the Dan Patrick Show, and I heard he said same interview. you did, yeah, and he was hyping up Lamar Jackson like he was a lot better than people were giving him credit for, and Lamar Jackson wants to play quarterback. He doesn't want to play receiver. You put two athletes like that in your backfield, I mean, I don't care how bad your team is. That's tough to stop. So the Cleveland Browns defense last year, in terms of rush defense, they were seventh in the league Hmm. at uh, just under 100 yards a game. In terms of total defense, yards per game, uh, they were 14th. And so kind of in the middle of the pack, but good enough. It's not like they're at the bottom. It's not like they're the, you know, the – the Lions or the Bills or the Buccaneers or the Giants. The bottom they had a good good enough defense. Giants were disappointing defensively. I don't know what to think about Lamar Jackson. I I I've, I vacillated on how I feel about him because he. Would you rather take Sam Darnold or Lamar Jackson? I don't trust Sam Darnold. I don't either. I really don't. I think he's too reckless. I think he uh, makes decisions. I watched some of his games this year. He to make fast decisions, but for him that translates into turnovers, throwing the triple, double. I, I saw some of his games here. Maybe I'm wrong, and maybe I'm going to get flagged for this, but he didn't look like a like a winner. He just looked like he has the right tools, like, sure. and maybe he does. Like same with Josh Rosen. Same with Josh Rosen. Exactly. Really apathetic out there. Like he doesn't really care to be there. But, but you know who was like that in the NBA was Ben Simmons. True. <laughs> Yeah, same. He did not look what he is. care about college whatsoever. I don't know what to think about Lamar Jackson. I just, I go back and forth. Obviously, he's a great athlete. He's probably the best athlete in the draft. He could play one, two, three, four, five positions. He could play quarterback, running back, wide receiver, corner, or safety, <laughs> and and play them well. Probably, he's that good of an athlete. And with the way that NFL offenses have kind of evolved over the last two to three years, really, I think he could he has a place in the league as a quarterback. He says he's been very vocal and he wants obviously in that he wants to be a quarterback. He has no interest in playing wide receiver, which is okay. Tim Tebow did the same thing, and I didn't have a problem with it. If you have your heart set on being something, then be it. Well, you look at... I watched his clip. I watched his highlights from the combine. He didn't run the 40, which I thought he should have. Even if you're a quarterback and you run a 4-2, which he probably could have, that's going to help. <laughs> but I watched him clips of throwing, and he just he didn't look comfortable taking a three-step drop from under center, which doesn't happen a lot in the NFL today anyway. But he just didn't look like the ball didn't fly out of his hand as naturally as it did 
other guys. And so, I don't know, I just, I'm back and forth. Back and forth. Yeah, but you, I mean, it's it's tough, but what do you, what do you do, you know? I mean, I don't think that... I don't think that the other quarterbacks are – I don't think there's one quarterback that really stands out to me above him. I don't think Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, and Josh Rosen are leaps and bounds better than Lamar Jackson, and he's a better athlete. I don't I – don't, I would say that about Baker Mayfield. I don't think he's leaps and bounds better than Lamar Jackson. I think if, as, in terms of throwing the ball, Josh Rosen's the best. In, the, in this class, I think I have now. Granted, I have not watched Josh Allen very much, but all I hear about is that he's a little sporadic with his accuracy, but he's got a freaking cancer for an arm. Yeah, and so if you need a quarterback that can come in and throw and win today, I'd probably go with Josh Rosen. So what's happening with Deshaun Kaiser? He's done. I mean, like <laughs> he's he's done. I mean, I don't know why how that happened. Cleveland, where careers go to die. He's Axed. I mean, there's no. That's an, he's going to go back up somewhere tomorrow with, with the, the Browns and the combine. This is an indictment. He's done. Like he's, it's over for him. And so uh, he takes Saquon though. We both agree you take Saquon Barkley first. I would say yes because you can still get a quarterback at four. The defense has been okay. You need a de- you need a better defense than 14th. You do, but you you've, you've invested a lot in the defense over the years. I mean, you just drafted Miles Garrett last year, so you got to give him a year or two to you know to really get his to really develop, especially physically as a player, and, and get to that point. And then obviously you're gonna have you're gonna have draft picks in you know in second. Yep, like I think they have what like three or four second round draft picks. There's gonna be good talent available in the second round if you want to bolster your defense a, a little bit as well. But I think that's so you take Josh Rosen. I would I, of this class, I would take Josh Rosen. I think he's the most sure thing. The only thing that could stop him is injuries, which is an issue. But he's the most sure. He's the he's a sure bet. He can come in and throw the ball in the NFL and play from the pocket. The problem with the combine is though is that everyone. It's like the combine is Twitter. You think that you can go and watch it for four point five seconds of a forty and think you know everything about the player. <laughs> It's the same thing. You think you can read a 280-character tweet and think you know everything instead of reading the entire article. You think that you can watch a player at the Combine, run a 4440, rep it 20 times, and that you know that he's going to be a stud in the NFL. And that's just not true. And so that's what I mean. In the later rounds, you're going to be able to find players that are, you know, ran a 4-6. You know, a corner that ran a 4-5, which is like... The death wish. It's like you know, if you run a over a four four as a corner, you're done. Like, sorry, but you know you're gonna find that's what you're gonna find in later rounds. And so, I think the Browns are gonna be able to bolster whatever they want to bolster. They've got enough picks. They've got the first and the fourth. You can't mess it up. You can't mess it up. He take takes Saquon. He's Saquon. He, he's the most. He's the most surefire prospect in the draft. You gotta take him. You gotta take him. I don't think there's any doubt about it. This is a sports room, the sports show that actually talks about sports. Um, let's talk a little bit more about Kobe. So he won this Oscar. This is obviously a great thing, you know, great accomplishment by him. I want to talk about this first. I've, I've got two questions for you regarding this. But the first is this. He goes into the post game, the post show, press conference or whatever to talk about this. And he says that this it felt better than winning a title. Are you buying that or are you selling that? Oh, I'm selling the crap out of that. 
Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, a, I get that it's like a... How long is that short film? I have no idea. It's under 10. He's got... If he wrote it, it's just a poem that he wrote. It's probably... Yeah. Like, it, it like... This is why I disagree. That short film didn't come out of nowhere. It's commemorating his career. Mm-hmm. So it's based off of winning those championships, essentially. So I don't see how that can be... Without his championships, this is non-existent. So I don't... I don't does that make sense? Yeah, like how you it's don't like... don't have one without the you, other. You don't, you don't have, have the, the Oscars without, without the these championships. And I don't... I understand what he... This, this is the only thing. I understand that, like... Like, winning an NBA title for a lot of people might not mean as much, you know? For somebody that maybe was this off the bench, maybe maybe didn't mean as much. He was in large part why they won the championship, that they won, those championships. And that accomplishment to me is far greater than a short animated film winning, which all he wrote the poem and maybe, you know, had some had a lot of say in what was going on and, you know, the guy kind of created it the way he wanted it to, but but I mean basketball winning those championships that's a physical result of all of your hard work and effort whereas this seems more of like a commemorative yeah it was award. he was definitely pandering to the academy it felt like you know you can't he can't walk up there and say yeah this is this is okay like <laughs> this is pretty cool he had to go out there and say this is like the greatest you don't think he life. meant it no he better not have meant that he spent his entire life working up to win nba championships he probably spent 6 months on this project <laughs> which i mean look Take nothing away from it. The sound, this was amazing. I thought, you know, winning an Oscar is an outstanding prize. But there's no way that he ever would like. But to be honest, when I first, I read the quote first. And, and I thought, said that this, this guy's an idiot. This guy's an idiot. And then when I heard him say it, it was less genuine. Yeah. It was like, oh, maybe, maybe he was just kind of. Whenever you watch athletes talk enough, you get a really good sense of like, okay, he means this. And when they don't. You know, yeah. Like pretty much any time Russell Wilson says anything, you're like, okay, you're you're. This is just fluff. I heard there's there was a lot of uh, people against Kobe winning because wasn't the theme of the Oscars was yeah. like preventing it's sexual assault, harassment, sexual and, harassment, and, and times up and the Me Too movements. And then let's give an award to let's give an award to a you know a charged rapist. Um, that's the thing is that all the all the people that they are like boycotting, like Harvey Weinstein. All these things about him, I assume, are true, and he is a sleaze ball. But he has never been charged with anything. He's never been charged with the crime. Same with, you know, everyone. No one wanted to talk to Ryan Seacrest on the red carpet for the same reason. He's like been, you know, alleged to have sexually assaulted somebody. He's never been charged with anything. Kobe Bryant is a charged rapist. He was charged with rape. <laughs> Charges were brought against him for raping somebody, and uh, they just kind of brushed that under the, the carpet. Maybe it's because L.A. and he's just, you know. He's Kobe. Golden boy of L.A. So, I don't know. That seems a little hypocritical, but what about Hollywood isn't hypocritical? Don't what, Big, uh, does Biggin like Kobe? No, he likes Shaq. Yeah, he loves he, Shaq. He hated Kobe back in the day. Yeah. Um, but that kind of got me thinking. And so I've heard a lot of people on national shows debating this. They've been debating, would you rather have, you know, three rings and an Oscar or four rings? And I just, I kind of expanded and I thought about it in a different way. What is the greatest prize that you can receive. Let's take money out. Like you don't get any extra money. Like, would you rather win an Oscar or a Grammy or a Nobel Prize or an Olympic gold 
or like an MVP because I don't think talking about rings. I mean, the reason people were doing the comparison is because that's what he said. But rings, like championships, are a team event, and winning an Oscar, for genuine, like generally, is an individual award, and so it'll be compar- more comparable to winning an MVP, I think. And so, what's the best prize? Is it? Would you rather have an Oscar? Would you rather have a Nobel Prize? Maybe a Grammy? What about an Olympic gold MVP? What is the greatest prize to you, Derek? Again, we're taking financial considerations out, like because obviously, if you win the Nobel Prize, it's like a million dollar grant or something like that. If I had to say the greatest prize, that would be tough because I understand the team aspect of it, where it's it wasn't. It's largely just you. Like, there's most of the, like the the Oscars, for example. It was like it's either one person or it's like a group of two. Maybe. I would take maybe being knighted by the Queen. That's a really that, you know what that is. <laughs> That's one that I would think of. I I would maybe want more. Like, can you imagine just? Getting knighted by the queen and being a sir the rest of your life. Like, so Derek. I'd almost have one of those over... Well, you lived in England. Correct. For a couple of years, so that has special significance to right. you. Right. So I would, I would maybe say that. Um, hmm. The Nobel Prize, though, that's it's pretty prestigious. Yeah. Because so. these are the kinds of things like, like get, being knighted or winning a Nobel Prize or winning an Oscar or like winning the Heisman. Anytime you're introduced for the rest of your life, it's going to say, oh, and also speaking, it's not as Nobel Prize winning author or whatever, Derek Crystal, or Oscar winning actor, Derek Crystal, or, you know, Olympic gold medalist, Derek Crystal, you know? It all depends because if, if you life. go to Olympic gold, the most prestigious thing I think it could be is, a, is being a single person. And like winning, being on the hockey team, winning the gold, I don't think is as, is as, Prestigious, prestigious is like as like, like Sean White winning, yeah, exactly. Or you know, you say about winning the hundred meters. It's like things you do by yourself. I think put you in a separate class, which is why it'd be tougher to say I want to be an NBA champion because you're on a team. So it depends. Are you are you a starter? Are you a large contributor? Are you right. a sixth man? Like what are you? That's what I mean. Is like if I could be the best player on a championship team, that's one thing. But if I'm just like along for the ride and get the right. Ride, so I, I would, I would depend. I would like to be knighted. I think if the queen's l- listening, um, uh, Queen Elizabeth, I believe. Watch this, maybe Is it Elizabeth or Victoria. It's Elizabeth, queen, yeah. Queen, queen Elizabeth, I would, I like to be knighted, please. Um, but if it, if it wasn't that, honestly, I do think that winning an Oscar for like the best actor would be really, really cool, or a Grammy for you know best artist. Best artist. Like that. I don't even know what that would that would be really, really cool. But I think. Being knighted or winning a Nobel Prize would mean more than maybe just being a good actor. Uh, not taken away from anything of that, sure. but to me personally, they just, they're more significant, right? Um, more, more world changing, sure, than just entertainment wise. Yeah. You know, what about you? You kind of got me on the whole getting knighted thing. That, 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 the camera coming cool. around to him, yeah, huh? like the sword on both shoulders. Sure. I don't know if they do that, but I'm pretty sure they. I mean, I think yeah. they do. I don't know, man. That's that's. I would probably have to go with a Nobel Prize. Hmm. But saying that out loud, I'm like, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I'd probably go with the Nobel Prize. Something because I'm not English. If I was English, being right, would be like, okay, That'd be pretty cool. Like this is just American scrub coming in here and getting knighted. <laughs> is there? Is it even possible for someone that's not English to be knighted? I think so. 
I'm gonna look it look up. It up. But but yeah, to answer your question, I, I think I'd rather have a like if it came down to one that I could do, I, I'd rather do one that was like more world changing, you know, rather than like being a really good actor or being a really good musician, which is both really cool. But I'd, I think I'd rather have something that was more world changing that was either getting knighted or getting a Nobel Prize or you know being on a team that won the championship. Most entertaining would definitely be winning an NBA championship or whatever. So this is from, I don't even know, Q-U-O-R-A, Cora. I don't know. How do you, how do you say that? Cura? Anyway. I don't know. Um, the question that was asked, obviously, is, is it possible for a non-British citizen to be knighted? And the answer is yes. Yes. But non-British subjects cannot use the title sir. If no! Not. An example is Bill Gates. Bill Gates has been knighted, and he can use the initials KBE, Knight of the British Empire, after his name, but cannot call himself Sir Bill Gates. That changes everything. <laughs> KBE? I'm KBE. Der- no. <sighs> that hurts. And then also following up on this, like in the same answer, the person says, in reality, the majority of people who receive a knighthood are British or belong to a country which has Queen Elizabeth II as its head of state, so this situation doesn't come up very often. So, so in a way, it'd be, in, in a way, it'd be cool because it doesn't happen very often. Sure. But in another way, it would kind of suck because you can't be you can't go by sir. Yeah, it's like winning a title but not getting a ring. You know what I mean? It's like a very crucial part of it is gone. Where's your ring? Oh, I didn't get one because I'm not American. I was on the team. I'm not American. I didn't get a ring. <laughs> Crazy. Hmm. What's what's the what's the American equivalent of getting knighted? Medal of Honor. Purple Heart? I don't know. I don't know. The Nobel Prize? Yeah. <laughs> it probably is the Nobel Prize, honestly. I don't know. But you don't have to be... Oh, no, because they, they knight people They knight people more it. than the Nobel Prize is given out, I assume. Anyway. Really? I, don't, I, would, I would probably say no. I don't know how often they give out Nobels. I've always said, though, that my, the, the sporting accolade that I'd love to win the most would be an Olympic gold medal. Probably, hopefully, an individual one. Obviously, being a part of a team, I would take that, too. But, like, you know, getting an individual gold medal, standing on top of that podium and singing the national anthem. For your country? representation of my country would be, like, the greatest. So, what sport? Well, it definitely be a summer Olympic sport. I'm not really huge on the, on the winter Olympic sports, even though I watched a lot of them this year. Um... I mean, I'm checking realistically or just like this is... No, just you do whatever you want. Um, 100 meters, man. I would say probably 100 meters. I really like the swimming events, too. Michael Phelps has kind of changed my view of those. Those are pretty cool. Um, yeah, 100 I'd meters. probably do skiing, though. Skiing, but actually, skiing or 100 meters. Just saying you're the fastest. Fastest at something. And, you know, everybody's watching you run for nine seconds and then just bringing home a gold. That'd be pretty dope. That'd be cool. Um, you have uh, some big news. Your oh, family is expanding. Right. Um, I have a dog, <laughs> and she is an Australian Shepherd. Uh, here's the news. Bubba yeah. doesn't know. Yes. So let me get this straight. This will. This will, This is going to be a brand new story to most people listening to this, probably. So about when we first were starting to do this podcast. Derek had just bought his townhome, was just closing on his townhome, basically, and wanted his friends to come live with him, pay rent, help pay the mortgage or whatever else. And I was in. I was totally in. Derek and I have been really good friends since we were, like, nine. And I was like, yeah, dude, I'm totally down. And to, to be fair, 
I never asked you, said, Derek, may I live at your house with my dog? Right. <laughs> I never said that, but we talked about it, and you seemed okay. With we it, did so say we did talk about dogs and how cool it would be to have dogs yeah. and whatnot. And it just, it just, I just assumed, which I shouldn't have, that it would be okay. And so when we came down to I don't know a couple of weeks before we were supposed to move in, uh, I had to come into possession of a puppy. And <laughs> Derek was like, "Dude, you can't live at my house with a puppy." I was like. Oh, okay. And so I found somewhere else to live and then ended up having to sell the puppy anyway, which was really sad. So but now ala- what's happening... Alas, our Derek- friendship is not ruined. <laughs> and so now what Derek is telling me is that he is living in his town home with a puppy. Well, hold on. You say you say puppy. This dog is about eight months old. Okay, seven, so really seven, eight months old. The reason I came into possession of <laughs> said puppy is... Uh, my sister knew somebody that could no longer take care of this dog. This dog was already potty trained, which was one of the big concerns that was, that of mine. Was a big thing of yours, yeah. um, and so this dog was already potty trained. So they offered me to let it, let me watch it and see how I was with it and how, it, like you know, whether I was allergic and see how it would work inside my house. If I didn't want it, I didn't have to take it. Um, I fell in love with the thing, <laughs> and uh, but. She's, yeah, fully partner and zero accidents in the few weeks that she's been there. So I did get a, a dog. I confessed to Bubba. I mean, our friendship is not ruined. I have since told Bubba he's always more than welcome to come live in my house. But here's the news is that I decided to name her Jazz. <laughs> now, when I named her Jazz, I kid you not. When I named her Jazz, I think the Jazz were one or two games into their win streak. Okay. Once I named her Jazz, they went on an 11-game win streak, and Donovan Mitchell won the dunk contest. We call her Jazzy. Jazz. But she's good luck. She is good luck. She is... I don't know what else you want me to say about her. She's awesome. So we lost to the Rockets. That ended the, did that end the streak? No, we lost to the Blazers. The Blazers ended the streak, and then we lost to the Rockets. We're 15-4 and four in the last 19 games. But jazz. Name for a dog. She, jazz. Hmm. She looks like a Jazz. Jazzy. I haven't met her yet, to be fair. But I could probably get on board with that. It's a, it's a fitting name for her. And she's, she she's big. She's like 36 pounds. Oh, she's pretty big. She's not like big, but she's... She's Eight months old. How like how how much bigger is she gonna get? You know, they said they thought that she's like we th- we think she's a mini, but she might not be, and I don't think she is. <laughs> but uh, I, don't, I don't I don't know. She probably won't get more than ten pounds bigger. I don't think. Um, she's very energetic. She like always wants to play. Play, play fetch. Always wants to play. But the second it's time for lights Did off. No, well, she has slept in my bed before, but no, she sleeps at I, her little bed's right next to mine, and she'll just sleep on the floor, and she's chill. Do you have to let her out in the middle of the night ever? No. She's really good, and every time she has to go to the bathroom, she sits by the door and waits for me to let her out. She's honestly, like, really solid, yeah. She's really playful. I can go out and play fetch with her, and she'll just run and run and run until she's tired, and she'll lay down, and then she's chill the rest of the day. She's a good dog. We'll have to ask Darius how he feels about that name. Oh, I know. He won't like it. Yeah. I should tell him that I named the dog Bama. <laughs> Crimson. What's her name? Uh, Roll Tide is her name. So. <laughs> this has been the Sports Room, the sports show that actually talks about sports. Thank you for joining us, listening, watching, however you're consuming us today. 
Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. You can find us on iTunes. Just search the sports room and look for our logo. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. We release little videos out there. And obviously our full video, full shows. Follow us on Twitter at underscore the sports room underscore. You can follow us each individual on Twitter as well. We'll be back here on Friday heading into the weekend. March is here. Conference championship weekend. Conference championships this week. Tournaments all this week. Shout out to the Cougs playing the Gales tonight. Must win or you're predicting that? Yes. <laughs> I'm predicting that they're going to keep it close and lose at the end by seven or eight like we always so, do. Jazz play the Magic. Go Jazz. When f- on on our Friday show will be championship weekend. Conference championships are going to be getting played. Then obviously Sunday, Selection Sunday. It's basically Christmas in Let's March. Let's go. Um, so we'll be talking about all that stuff on Friday. Make sure you join us. Uh, we will see you then. Peace.